Daddy said, was that necessary? His four-year-old said, no, that was me. Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Laugh Again with Phil Calloway. The world's best comedians are about three feet tall, aren't they? Sure, children make us cry, but they make us laugh, too. Here are things they've said about God. God doesn't have a house, says Ethan, age eight. He doesn't need one except on Sundays because that's when he needs to rest. There you go. God lives inside every living thing, says Remy, age seven. So my doctor has seen God when he cuts people open. God is up as high as the sun, says Cheryl. He sometimes might get hot. Four-year-old Solomon says, The God in my head makes me do bad things. Maybe I should get a nicer God in my head. Six-year-old Manny admitted, My mom talks to God when we need more money. A kindergarten teacher was observing the kids in her classroom as they drew pictures. She walked around inspecting the artwork. As she came to one little girl, she asked what the drawing was. The girl replied, I'm drawing God. The teacher paused and said, but no one knows what God looks like. Without missing a beat, the girl replied, they will in a minute. (laughs) Well, do you ever wonder what God looks like? I grew up with a picture of God in my mind. He was frowning. I was told he loved me, but he certainly didn't like me. How could he? I had broken several commandments by the age of five. In a Bible picture book, I saw a heart-stopping color illustration of a story where God opened the earth to swallow a group of mutinous Israelites. I peered wide-eyed at the horrifying image and thought, if I'm not careful, that could be me. So I avoided sidewalk cracks and had a minor heart attack each time a train rumbled past. To me, God wasn't the king of glory. He was king of the lightning bolt. But that same Bible story book had other pictures too. Pictures of Jesus, God's son, cradling a tiny lamb, smiling, surrounded by small children. Of course, I discovered in time that he was anything but tame. Just ask the religious leaders and money changers. But he healed the sick and hung out with sinners. In fact, everywhere Jesus went, people wanted to be around him. He told stories. Where he was, there was joy. In time, I came to understand that he was the perfect bridge between us and a holy God. Years ago, George Buttrick, chaplain at Harvard, had a student in his office say this, I don't believe in God. He smiled and replied, sit down and tell me what kind of God you don't believe in. I probably don't believe in that God either. Then he talked about Jesus, the one who rearranged our preconceived notions about God. Paul called Jesus, quote, the image of the invisible God. When asked why he was a Christian, Philip Yancey said two things, the lack of a good alternative, (laughs) and Jesus, brilliant, untamed, tender. Jesus stands up to scrutiny, he said. He is who I want my God to be. Throughout my childhood and most of my adult life, I missed this most important truth. I will never measure up, but I don't have to. I am judged by the righteousness of Christ, not my own. Jesus loves me. His is the story of the God who would go to any length to win us back. John 1.18 says, No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. I'm drawing God, said the little girl, but no one knows what God looks like. The little girl replied, They will in a minute. Thank you, Jesus, for showing us what God looks like. 